Gotta get that ending better. Anyway, what is going on, everybody? It is Thursday night. This is Wrestling Outlet. I am Boxman, which means right across from me, the man of the hour. Too sweet to be sour. It is I. Ah! The voice of a generation, Mark Wahlberg. Nice six days to Halloween. Holy hell. Scared the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. I'm unarmed, Mark. Don't do that. I'm completely... I, like... I don't even have a knife on me. Which, I kind of feel naked, to be honest with you. But I'll be all right. I'll be okay. I'll be okay. Easy there. All right. That, listen. This, this, this is not that kind of show. Oh, that's the Monday show. Okay, never mind. <laughs> okay. Never mind. Never mind. All right, ask what the hell's going on with you, but I see you've uh you've changed a little bit. Indeed. Actually it's been a pretty shitty week. I had food poisoning Tuesday and I was oh god, violently. Oh, yeah, that is pretty uh that's pretty rough. What uh what kind of food gave you the poisoning, sir? Nah, you'll never believe it, but Taco Bell. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, I'll never believe that one. <laughs> you know, it's a much different mask than it used to be. It used to be mm-hmm. all nice and clean with the round eyes. Now it looks like he did some meth. Well, I have moved further into rural Tennessee, so. Okay. And I can be able to leave that on too long. It's hard to understand you. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm having a hard time breathing, too, so I we're going to get would, rid of that here in a minute. I would imagine it's a little hard to breathe in that damn thing, but um, sorry for the barking dogs, folks. I asked them to close my door when they left. My door is open. Those are my dogs barking. My wife will be home soon. Very soon. Very soon. So, But uh, in the meantime, folks, we do have a good amount to get into. We've got some Marty Jannetty news that combines with Hulk Hogan. We've got, uh, let's see what else we got. We've got all kinds of stuff here. We've got TNA coming back, folks. We're going to definitely be talking about that. Some Mark Henry stuff. We've got some stuff on Will Ospreay, of course. And a few other things. A few uh, pay-per-views have been announced for both companies that we'll talk about. And a lot more as we keep going here. So... You can just put it... Hold on one sec. You can just put it down, buddy. He's, he's under my leg. Okay. Sorry, my dog ran under my leg. These things happen. He's a good boy, though. He's a good doggy. Good little Boston Terrier. Okay. So. I don't know. Well, I'm sorry you had food poisoning. That's not, that's not good. Yeah, it was. it was pretty bad. It was... Like, I would just, I, I, it happened after dinner. Like, I started eating, I started feeling bad. And then, like, I was just sick the rest of the night. And then, kind of sucked because the only time I wasn't, like, super dizzy and disoriented, it was up when I was laying on my back. Mm. But then ended up laying on my back for a good, like, 12 hours because I just slept and slept and slept until I stopped feeling, like, absolute shit. But then, because I'm not used to being in that position, my mm. back's hurt the last two or three days. I mean, very minor, but, like... Yeah, I turn the wrong way, bend down the wrong way, kind of feel it. So that sucks, but yeah. everything's yeah. trending upward at least. So 
Yeah, everybody here has kind of got a cold, the weather changed. They were all, I mean, my wife slept outside five of seven days, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, she's just not feeling well. My two, my kids have missed two days of school, and I have not missed a bit of work. But anyway, um, <laughs> I'm glad you are better, sir. I might still sound a little nasally and under the weather, but I'm 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 not that bad, so I'm not. Don't 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 worry about me, folks. Not well, on a minor positive in that 24-hour span from like 6 p.m. Tuesday to 6 p.m. Wednesday, I ended up losing six pounds. So See? I mean, it was a very rough road to get there, but <laughs> and it actually I weighed myself a couple of times since then, and it, I've actually kept it. So it's not well. It wasn't like it was just exclusively water weight either. So it fucking sucked, but there's some you know silver lining somewhere. Well, I guess you're going back to that Taco Bell. <laughs> yes, every week. <laughs> Absolutely, that's fucking six pounds a week I can lose. Still got that contaminated ass ground beef. Go ahead and shovel it into my throat. Oh yeah, bring it on, baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, nasty. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Oh, that just does not sound fucking good. Oh no, I went to a Chinese place Sunday. Yes, Sunday. I tried fried squid. Never had fried squid before. It was actually kind of solid. Like if you can get over the fact that you're eating fried squid, like the actual taste is not too bad. Like calamari. Fried squid? I guess. Breaded, fried? Yeah, it was breaded. Okay, yeah. It's basically calamari. Yeah, I, I actually like calamari, and you're right. Don't, you know, because I use that shit for bait. Um, <laughs> people are out there fucking cutting it up, and I'm, I'm like, two bucks a box. It's bait. Yeah. I used to actually use squid for bait. You get it, you cut it up. It lasts... It'll last you a couple of days if you're, I mean, if you know, you know, just bring it home, put it in the freezer. It'll last right. you however long you can, you can keep it going. But, uh, yeah, that's what we used to use. We'll stop at the little pier and get you some squid. Yeah, it was fun stuff, man. Fun stuff. But, um, all right, I guess we can, uh, I guess we can roll into it. What do you think? Sounds good to me. Sounds good to me, too. So, folks, you know we're not going to sit here and we're not going to, you know, make you wait. We're going to get right to the good stuff. That's right. We're going to get right to Hulk Hogan and Marty Jannetty. Mm-hmm. I mean, these two together, I mean, you want to talk about, you could literally play a game out of this. Who's lying more? That actually is the game that I play. I was never, I did not expect to have to deal with such a difficult decision. Yeah. Because you sent me the link and I was looking at it. And I was like, I never really anticipated having to decide whether or not I believe Hulk Hogan or Marty Janetti in a given situation. Yeah. This so is this... while you go ahead and talk about this, keep that in mind. Play the game at home. Yeah. This is a tough one. This is definitely a tough one. So, Marty Janetti, as you can see these two together right here, this is a. Uh, this is right off of WrestleZone. And uh, Marty Jannetty claims Hulk Hogan had a gumball machine full of drugs right at his front door when you walked in for parties. That's right. That's right. He was speaking to Steve Fall for WrestlingNews.co. 
And they were asking about his wrestling career and stuff like that, which we can scroll past. We don't really need to really scroll past. But um, he was asked about Hulk Hogan. So I will go ahead and um, ask about his relationship with Hulk Hogan. So, okay, folks, it's time to play Who's Lying More? When asked about Hulk Hogan, Marty Jannetty had this to say. Loved him. I loved him. He's a great guy. Great guy. Great guy. Now, I'm not repeating myself, folks. I am reading verbatim, as you can see. There's three great guys there. He's a great guy. Great guy. Great guy. Yeah, he would throw parties. Oh, my God. The parties he would throw. He would, for the Florida boys, he would invite everybody but he would invite all the Florida boys, which I was at the time, even though the University of Florida Gators are sucking right now. <laughs> what the fuck does any of this have to do then, with? But I died. He's got me fucking going off track here. An important detail, especially from somebody who is from Georgia, if I recall correctly. Yeah, you know, I'm sorry, but this is called oversharing and this is diverting. And then he goes back to the point. He would have, we'd go out on this. It was pretty big. It was three levels, a ship, because he lives in Tampa Bay. Or it was one of his places, but he would always invite us. All right, folks, this is where it gets good. What is that, a Hulk Hogan party, you might ask? Oh, food, drinks. I'm not going to say the drugs part. <laughs> food, drinks, and when I say drinks, you know what I'm talking about, Janetti noted, before going on <laughs> to tell the drug part anyway. Here we go, folks. Hey, let me tell you, this happened one time. One time. And don't get, get mad at me, Hulky. I'm sorry, brother. He had, when you walked in the front door, you know them gumball machines? It was mixed drugs, Janetti explained. And you turn it and take whatever comes out. That's how the party starts. It's right there. When you'd walk in the front door, let's do that, and three, four, five pills would fall out. He added, that's how you start it. So that's how they used to get the party started, Smark. What do you think of that, huh? It's, to be honest, well, that actually, I was actually rather surprised that he went into detail explaining the logistics of the drug gumball machine. Well, because that was my question was trying to figure out the inner workings. I mean, of course, and like also yeah. like, no, I guess it would all have to be pills, right? Because like if you did other, if like you put like weed in there, or like coke in there, like it would. They, how would you be able to dispense all of that? It'd be like a weight issue, I think. Oh yeah, I'm so thinking. That's... I'm thinking probably a bunch of different pills, maybe some somas, um, maybe some Vicodin. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe, maybe an upper, maybe a downer, maybe an upper and a downer. There you go. You were saying in the article that he's like, Hawk Hogan has drinks at the party and you don't even need to ask what kind of drinks they are. And I just pictured him just enthusiastically offering people fresca. There you go. I'm not going to mention. You want some tab, brother? No, the funniest part is I'm not going to mention the drug part. And then literally three sentences later, boom, the drug part. Mm-hmm. So, folks, I'm not quite sure who to believe here. Marty Gennetti is uh, known for telling some, uh, should we say, tall tales, Mark? This is true. Hulk Hogan also known for telling some sometimes taller tales. 
I think what's an interesting detail here that makes me, and I never thought I would say this, believe Marty Chinetti was that he mm. said he had the gumball machine full of drugs for the boys, not for himself. Because mm. I don't think Hogan, Hogan was much of a, like a, a pill guy or just a partier in general. Honestly, ah. never really heard much of that about that. So if he hasn't for other people, it's potentially true. Right, right. Okay. Um Okay, I'll go with that. But I think Norab's got figured out what was in the machine. It was Flintstone vitamins. <laughs> I can picture that, too. Yep. A gumball machine full of Flintstones vitamins. You go in there, you get healthy. There was probably, uh, you know, a few little, a uh, couple pebbles in there, some, some, some Wilmas, a couple Freds, maybe a Barney or two. You know? That's... Um. I, I, that's probably exactly well, that leads to another important question hmm. would it be considered cannibalism cannibalism if bam bam took a bam bam um no they're not real i i'm i thought i thought we just also what i want to know more of and I'm just, <laughs> I, I already put it out there in the open i believe marty Janetti because i want to believe that there's a party somewhere where there's a gumball machine full of drugs i kind of do that's too just, I really do. I kind of do too. That shit's fucking out of hand, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, it does sound really fun. But then, of course, the question becomes what kind of food is at the Hulk Hogan gumball machine drug party? Because he didn't elaborate that. Chicken breast. All chicken breast. <laughs> the fucking Landstorm diet, just grilled chicken. It's just grilled chicken and probably some fried chicken skin from KFC for Big Show. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's probably exactly what it was. Well, actually, I don't know, because apparently the, the wrestlers freak the fuck out when you eat fried chicken next to their things. Well, let me tell you something. Miz almost got hung from a Bowflex for doing that shit. I mean, um... Well, I mean, you know. Hey, you could have shit in someone's sandwich. This is true. Mm-hmm. And now, I'm not going to a Michael Hayes party. Those hors are pretty fucking rank. Yeah, you know, it's funny. We will actually be talking something about Mark Henry later. I do wonder. I mean, I've, I've had Subway. I, I don't think you could really tell the difference. Probably, with the meatball sub, no. No, probably <laughs> not. It's probably... Like, yeah, can't really tell. Although, although their meatballs aren't logs. It's true. Yeah, they, that's how you could tell, is that the meat seems more meaty. <laughs> this seems tastier. Like a... Something's wrong. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh, ah, oh. <laughs> Bad Street Atlanta GA. Was that, was that X Pac that did that? Nah, that was Michael Hayes. Michael Hayes. Oh, my God. That's why I was singing Bad Street. Who the fuck would ever mess with goddamn Mark Henry like that? I, I, I couldn't. That man's a fucking beast. Mm-hmm. I think X Pac did shit in somebody's bag or something like that. He cut, I know he cut people's hair. I think he cut Michael Hayes' hair. I think he, I think that might have been him. I think that might have been him, absolutely. Shot Yeah. So. I went with a office. All right. Yeah, uh, guys. Yes. <laughs> no, 8 30. Okay. Anyhow. <laughs> I thought she brought you a shot. I was going to say that's a fitting tribute to Michael Hayes. Oh, she's about to. It all ties in. She's about to. She just got back from the liquor store and Walmart. 
See, we said Michael Hayes three times and alcohol appears. It's like <laughs> Careful. Say it three more times. Rosa Mendez comes and slaps you in the face. Mm. <laughs> yeah. That, that, would, that could be interesting. That wouldn't no, be I'll the worst that. thing. I would have, if, if that worked, I, I'm not sure I wouldn't try it more. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, just one slap. Come on. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Exactly. Actually, where I work, there's like I, I could pay for some chick to slap me if I wanted to. There's literally less than a mile from my job is the hooker stroll. Did I, did, did I tell you this? You did not. No. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Less than a, like a mile from where I work. Like literally, I leave, I go over the tracks, I make a right, and there, there they are. Give me one second. I will do a quick shot. Cheers hot out there. Shot. Hot shot. Oh, it's hot. Okay. I had a friend who went. Yeah, it was like uh, I don't know if they met online or if it was just a oh, blind date situation. But I had a friend who went on a date with somebody unbeknownst to them until the date was like halfway through. They were a dominatrix. Oh. So ooh. that led to. I mean, I don't know if he got like a freebie or the full experience or whatever. But that is an interesting thing to learn about somebody on the first day. That is. I. Dated a girl who was into some of that shit. Mm-hmm. Didn't really care for it. Not particularly my jam either, but the leather, interesting nonetheless. But the leather booty shorts with the zipper, they're worth it. There you go. <laughs> they're worth it. I'll just say that. She had a couple pairs of those. But yeah, literally, I drive out of work, and there's an adult store. I told you where I worked. It's like a bunch of uh, wholesale shops, right? Mm-hmm. Well, there's one guy that has an adult DVD slash smoke shop. And all the girls hang out there. And literally there's black, white, Spanish, in Middle East, everything is right there for you. Blonde, brunette, redhead, one with green hair, one, one amazingly tall girl with a giant tattoo on her leg. But she is like, my God, she's a freaking Amazon. Interesting. In, uh, it, yeah. But uh, yeah, I, 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 I get to see him every day. Every day. But they're out there. It's fucking 8 a.m., dude. I'm not lying. I turn into work 7.55 usually. I get right there. And there are, f- them girls are out there working fucking hard. Mm-hmm. Well, they small just, business owners. They just changed the law here in Texas. You actually have to be caught transacting money in order to be arrested for prostitution. <laughs> now, you can't just a cop can't drive by and go. I think that guy's getting a blowy. Can't do that. You have to see the transaction. <laughs> uh huh. So now, essentially, there's just going to be a bunch of people that are just out here sucking dick for like Amazon gift cards. Listen. Those little like prepaid visas that you get for like you buy like grandchildren and shit. Oldest profession in the world, sir. I got no issues with it, to be honest with you. I actually wish they would build a fucking casino down here and have the girls in there so they're at least they're fucking not outside in the cold and the heat and protected. That'd be better. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like if you legalize it, you probably cut down on a lot of human trafficking too. Exactly. So. Exactly. But hey, why would we do that? But um, I'm just saying, I've I've got absolutely no issues with what I, I think they're they're literally out there working their ass off, dude. Mm-hmm. I got no problems with what they're doing. <laughs> At all. So, all right. 
but that I guess that somehow brings us that brings us right to Marty Janetti still. Uh-huh. I mean, really. I mean, honestly, it does. I got a feeling these young girls he's hanging out with, he's paying for him. Man, you know, daughter. you know, another another thing you could play in this picture here. My God. Whose eyes are more bloodshot? Holy shit. I'm going to say you're not sharing your screen with me, so I can't currently oh, see the photo, but I am just going to say by default, Marty Janetti. No, Hogan's, believe it or not. I'm sorry, Smark. You got to remind but, me when I'm a fucking idiot. Just go, dude, you're an idiot. It's okay. That's nah, okay. We started a little bit late, so it's all good. No worries. I can take it. I can take it. So let's start sharing. There you go. You should be able to see it pretty good there. Let's see. Here we go. Here. I know what I can do for you. Let's get that picture right up there. Make the move. Come on. No, yeah. I mean, it kind of is Hogan, I will say. There you go. That should help a little bit right there. Let's just get their eyes. Can you see both well, now? Doesn't, doesn't he own, like, a weed company now, too? So he's, like, I don't know, trying to get out there and trying to sample the goods. No, no, that's Ric Flair. Um, Hogan had something. I think Hogan might have something. I think he may be right. He looked this up while we continue to talk about things, but yeah, I think he might be right. I think Hogan does have a little, a little something out there. I guess we'll have to check that out too. Just going to look up the phrase Hulk Hogan weed and see what happens. Might get an arrest or two out there. Mm, I don't think he was ever arrested for that. I don't think. And Norab said X-Pac did shit in Jerry Lawler's crown. Oh. God bless him. God bless him. Oh. oh, no. He said he did. That was him, that shit in Mark Henry's sandwich and cut Michael Hayes' ponytail. All three. Guilty, guilty, guilty. Oh, wow. I thought that was X-Pac. I would literally, I thought I heard him tell the story on the uh, You Shoot video with Sean Oliver. Excuse me, folks. I'm still a little under the weather. I apologize for the sniffing. I'll try to back away from the mic at least when I do that. So He has lived quite the life. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Why are you doing that, Smart? Oh, I already found it. Yeah. Hulk Hogan launching cannabis and mushroom spray and says he feels better than ever. That was from May 24th, 2023. Okay. So we probably mentioned it. Forgot mm, yeah, about something it. Fightful. Probably mentioned it. Forgot about it. He straight up says in the article that he ripped off Ric Flair's idea because he says, quote, when I saw what Rick and Mike were doing, Mike being Mike Tyson, I instantly wanted to get on the team because you use CBD for energy. He just goes on to talk about how great CBD is. It's, but yes, he just basically stole Ric Flair's idea. Good if, for him. Uh, it's probably the same guy that's doing all this. He's just selling his stuff with celebrities' names, like the George Foreman Grill. Mm-hmm. You know, look, that was just, they just slapped his name on it. He had nothing to do with building it, making it, creating it. They slapped his fucking name on it. That's my dog outside. No one go check your dogs. <laughs> just let me warn you. But same thing. They're just probably getting a bunch of celebrities together, slapping names on shit and selling a fucking shitload of it for it. I'm always surprised when shit like that works because like, that happens all all the time. Like, think about how like how prominent a couple of years ago, like those Beats by Dre headphones were. Mm. It's like he wasn't in the fucking factory in Taiwan beating the children. He's not responsible for making these fucking headphones. He's just, he put his name on something. 
Are you sure he wasn't in Taiwan being the tour? I mean, are you positive about that? Fair enough. <laughs> I mean, as far as I know, he only like beat up that lady from Yo MTV Raps or whatever, but I Oh God. That is a great image though. Dr. Dre in his like tight under armor t shirt just screaming at poor third world children. We go high. Like what the fuck? Just singing chronic lyrics to him, mm-hmm. yelling at him. All right, let me see if my wife can get these dogs. Give me one second. I'm just gonna go on mute here. Smart. Hold on here. One minute here. You're good. Okay, she's calling him now. Jesus Christ. Yeah, as Nora was saying, Hogan was supposed to. If you believe this is another Hogan tale, Hogan was supposed to get the Foreman grill, but ended up having to settle for the spaghetti maker. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure that totally is the way it went. Um, and, you know, kind of speaking of Hulk Hogan, this does bring us into our next article a little bit, Smark. And um, didn't... Oh, dogs are inside, folks. Dogs are inside. Everyone calm down. We're all okay now. But anyway, let's keep going here. So on Saturday, after the Bound for Glory pay-per-view, Impact made an announcement. Mm-hmm. The announcement was they are going back to the TNA name in 2024. I think that's kind of cool. I don't think it's going to do anything. But it's cool. They're going back to their kind of their roots, if you will. Yeah, I mean, everybody still caught well, not everybody, but a lot of people still just call it TNA anyway. Yeah, so it's exactly. like fuck it, why not? What, what, what I thought was kind of interesting was they had that whole pay per view, and they still do. It's on their YouTube for free. You can go watch it. Oh, Bound for Glory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you feel so inclined, you can totally just go ahead and watch it. There you go. Yeah, I, exactly, Norm. I don't think anyone really did call them Impact. Like Smart just said, that it was a stupid name. It it it, it never. It doesn't sound like a wrestling promotion. Well, I think the problem with that was it was Impact was the show, and then Impact became the name of the company. Like, if you decided to call it something else, the company, mm-hmm. people might have been more willing to join that. But it would be like if, like, you know, back in the day when WWF had to become WWE, if they just started calling themselves Raw Wrestling, like, that people wouldn't fucking, it wouldn't work. No, it wouldn't. And you're right. They named, them, named themselves after their show. Watching Impact. What's the name mm-hmm. of the company? Oh, uh, Im- Impact <laughs> Wrestling. Wait, was, what, what's the name of the show again? Impact. It's a, it, it has become rather confusing after all. Yeah, yeah, it has. But uh, yeah, it looks like uh, they are. They're going back to that TNA, TNA name, and according to this little uh, another WrestleZone article, it was not just a knee-jerk reaction or anything like that. Um, Again, tells you Saturday night that they did it right after the um, Bound for Glory pay-per-view. It will change right after the Hard to Kill pay-per-view starring Steven Seagal (laughs) on January 13th. uh, I'm kidding, folks. That's on January. He must be asking for a lot of money. Because, like, how do how could they not just, like, bring him on for just more? Because they've done this pay-per-view with that name multiple times. Oh, yeah. How could you not just throw a couple bucks, Steven Seagal? You can't be that busy. 
They may. You never know. It, it, uh, it, it, they might just. They might just. Uh, but after that's January 13th, 2024. That's when the name will start going back, according to uh, everything. And uh, got a little article here from PW Insider. Let me get rid of this ad real quick, folks. Sorry about that. It says reporting new details about uh, why the company is reverting to the TNA name. It was noted that Impact originally planned to make this announcement at Slammiversary, which I believe was a month or two ago. But it was pushed back. The final decision to go back to TNA was made two to three weeks ago. There you go. So according to um, sources, speaking with PW Insider, the decision will unite the fragmented history of the promotion who used TNA Impact and Global Force Wrestling as names over its 20-plus year history. First of all, it's hard to believe it's been 20-plus years since this has been around, mm-hmm. but it has. And the fragmented history. This is what a company source said. He called it their fragmented history. This guy should be fired. Um, <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. I'm just glad they're finally piecing everything together within the uh, TNA extended universe. There you go. That That's what it is. <laughs> that's what it is. Snyder. Gonna do one. In addition, it was noted that some of the company's international partners and fans still prefer the TNA name and still used it to refer to the company. So they were just like, oh, fuck you. You're TNA to us. Fucking assholes. Impact originally planned to do a TNA spinoff, but the COVID-19 pandemic led to those plans being canceled. Now, Impact has decided to just revive the TNA name for, name for the existing show. What kind of spinoff? Do you, I mean, were they getting another wrestling show? Mm-hmm. Hi. They're in talks with the CW. Oh, shit. Here we go. It's all going. Here we go. The new championships have been commissioned featuring the TNA logo, or they just digging the old ones out. Who knows? The current championships will use um, <laughs> will use them once introduced on TV in January. Current storylines in town are expected to continue just under the TNA name, so it's just going to be kind of a nice, easy split, folks. World title still just has the fucking nameplate of AJ Styles because they can't find somebody to get it off. It's just stuck there because it's been so long. <laughs> Guy brings it out, he just whew, bunch of dust just comes all floating off on it. Mm-hmm. That's probably, they're just digging out. Oh yeah, we made new ones. No, you're digging out the old ones. You fucks. There's just a closet somewhere where it's like the old TNA belts and like fucking Phi Delta Slam is in there. Oh, there you go. It's gonna be. Uh, I don't know. Listen, it, 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 is this gonna do anything to their ratings? No, not really, but good for them trying, trying something again to try to get their name out there. And you know what? This was talked about. Everybody actually seemed a little excited about this. Yeah, I mean, something positive. Yeah, I mean, listen, this is, yeah, I, again, I don't think anybody's going to watch. I don't think anybody has as, as access TV. No, I don't even know if they have a fucking app. 
But I think God only knows. I mean, I've heard good things about the pay per view. Honestly, people were saying the not the main event because the main event's something different. But uh, Osprey versus Mike Bailey was apparently really good. I haven't mm-hmm. seen it yet, but I actually do want to watch it. Nice, nice. I'm a, I'm gonna have to move the date of the show. No, I ain't. <laughs> no, sorry. Actually, probably on whatever network is airing Impact. I mean TNA. Fuck, it's already begun. I've just started refusing to refer to them by their actual name. Yeah, I think you can. I, I, I think they, they have an app you can watch on, too. Mm-hmm. I think you can watch on their app, too. So, I don't know. We'll see what it does for the company. Again, I don't see it. Uh, this isn't like a major shakeup, I don't believe. I don't think this is going to. This isn't going to get them another 100,000 fucking viewers back that they. I don't think they ever lost 100,000 viewers. I don't think they ever had 100,000 viewers. All right. For a minute there, actually. They were doing, like, in 2011, they were doing, like, 2 million. And it's, like, it's fucking insane to think that 2 million anybody would watch any wrestling shows at this point. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. And then they pissed it all away and brought in Logan and Bischoff. It's just as well. Yeah. Everything just went fucking downhill from there, didn't it? Mm-hmm. I mean, fucking everything just went downhill from there. So, I, it was weird, man. I don't know why they did that. They really thought they were doing something good, bringing in Hogan and Bischoff and Flair. Whoa, we'll be talking about that in a little while, folks. It was like some. It was like somebody just saw like the first half of the Monday Night Wars documentary and just hit pause. I'm like, all right, bring in Hogan and Bischoff. <laughs> It's like yeah, maybe you should see how this ended. Like no, 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 no. Bring, bring oh, Russo. Yeah, we should get Russo too. Fuck it, why not? Yeah, bring them all in. Mm-hmm. Come on, come on, come on. We, we, bag, yeah. we can afford it. We can afford it. Jeff it's Jarrett it. loves Hulk Hogan, right? Hell yeah, Jeff Jarrett's got gold. Mm-hmm. Literally, Jeff Jarrett is gold. I do like me some Jeff Jarrett. I ain't gonna lie. I haven't seen him in a minute. I hope everything's okay. I do. I do. I do. I do. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. What's up, Cheese? How are you? Cheese, man. What's going on? What's going on? All right. So since we just talked a little while ago about uh, this man's sandwich being shit in, let's go ahead and talk a little bit more about Mark Henry. Not so much about Mark Henry... But Mark Henry and his son, um, Mark Henry's son right there, he uh, is planning, uh, his name is Jacob, planning on going into uh, pro wrestling, has some plans to train in Japan too, folks. So now that smile, that is the same smile. <laughs> mm-hmm. I Looks like his son is actually a championship wrestler amateur wrestler actually is so anyway he was on the uh, mark henry himself was on the a to z podcast discussed his son jacob's ambitions in the pro wrestling world Uh, jacob who has scholarship offers from prominent division one schools for amateur wrestling and football is leaning toward pursuing a career in pro wrestling Mark Henry says, Jacob would prefer to wrestle professionally right now over going to college. He's passionate about pro wrestling, Henry explained. 
As reported by Fightful, Jacob has been a state champion in amateur wrestling and has garnered offers from top-tier Division I schools like Wisconsin and Oklahoma. And that's the same case for football. At his age, he's even more skilled than I was. Our conversations about wrestling psychology are on par with the discussions I have with The Undertaker. Interesting. Um, Now, obviously, Mark Henry has cautioned his son about the challenges he will encounter in the wrestling industry. He says, I've warned him about the hurdles he'll face because people will doubt him, saying, you've never wrestled before. Why should we listen to you? I've made it clear that he will need to prove himself and command respect, which often... <laughs> which often comes which is ironic after we just got done talking about him eating a subway sandwich full of shit yeah but that was long ago uh (laughs) true which often comes from the office when you're in the ring you have to ensure that your opponent gives you the guy gives their best performance for you little talk on character uh mark henry said jacob is a uh, compassionate individual He sits with the handicapped kids in school to protect them from bullying. He's not just good in the ring. He's good at heart. I'm not sure what exactly. Oh, that's what kind of character they meant. Not a wrestling character. Uh... (laughs) That's his character. He just like helps old ladies cross the street. Yeah, we. We just disconnected from. I think we're back on. All right. For a minute there, we disconnected from uh, OBS. Sorry about that, folks. I don't know. Um, furthermore, Henry elaborated on Jacob's future plans, stating I've advised him to get a well-rounded experience, which is why he will go to college, but he already has plans to spend summers in Japan training with Fred Rosser, formerly known, known as Darren Young. Even if he gets drafted for football, he's clear about his end game. He wants to wrestle. There you go, Smart. Kid wants to wrestle. He actually is pretty smart if you think about it, because that's if he plays football to any capacity, no matter how much he sucks at it, it'll probably end up netting him a good push. Yeah, and uh, Cheese expected uh, Mark Henry's son to look like a hand, but uh, no such luck. Oh, that is true. He has developed a torso. He did. I mean, I see the hand. Kind of looks a bit more like his mom than his dad. <laughs> Old May Young. I don't know. Oh, that'd be awesome if he came out to that fucking theme song that May Young had. Where it was just like, oh, man. <sighs> he could come out to the old handyman song. Mm hmm. <laughs> it's the handyman. Special Chocolate Junior. Oh, yeah. That'd be good. That'd be good. That'd be good, but you know what? I I've never seen him wrestle, but I definitely th- look. If he's getting scholarships like that, that's some once in a lifetime shit right there, man. Mm-hmm. Listen, I wish. There's times I do wish I went to college. It wasn't happening. I mean, yeah, but I wish I would have went to college too. But then also, I would have probably just done the same things that I did. In my twenties, anyway, I just wouldn't have been like thousand dollars in debt. Yeah, I, 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 I really wanted to just party anyway, and I worked, I partied, and um, that's about it. So, I mean, yeah, I still got drunk with college kids. I just didn't do it for like three times as much money. 
Right, exactly. I went to many college parties. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's what I did. I just went and partied with them, and that was it. That was good stuff. Indeed. That was good stuff. So, all right. So there's that right there. I don't really have too much more to say on that one. Um, But, yeah, we'll see what happens. But hopefully he... I said, man, those scholarships, man, they're fucking not easy to find. So that's once in a lifetime. Kid like that should probably go to college, get some shit done. That's all I'm saying. So, all right, Smark. Why don't you hit one up? But of course, and I was absolutely prepared. Needn't you worry? I was like, holy shit, I was. The article is still open. I knew you were Very good. Good job on me. Oh, fuck yeah. Always. Anyway, so yeah, there was tapings for Collision in Memphis on Saturday, and there was a special guest on hand. Oh, yeah. Free agent Sammy Callahan was backstage at Saturday's AEW Collision taping in Memphis, Tennessee, home of Jerry Waller. How about that? Speaking of uh, shitting in people's crowns, Dave Meltzer reported in today's daily update that Callahan was present backstage for Saturday's collision taping at the FedEx Forum in downtown Memphis. Bodyslam.net reported on Saturday that Callahan was backstage at the show. How fucking redundant is that? I'm going to read that again. Meltzer reports in today's daily update that Callahan was present backstage for Saturday's collision taping at the FedEx Forum in downtown Memphis. And then on top, right after they just said that, they repeat themselves by mm-hmm. saying Bodyslam.net reported that Callahan was backstage at the show. Well, I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad they reiterated that because by the time I got to that part of the article, guess what? I forgot. I'm, I'm glad that they decided to verify their sources with a less legitimate website. Yeah. Good job. I, I, I completely forgot that they had said that, so I'm glad you said it again. Thank you. Meltzer wrote, <laughs> Meltzer wrote Sammy Callahan was a free agent was backstage at the AWT. <laughs> they fucking repeated themselves three times. Okay, so if anybody was curious, Sammy Callahan was backstage at the AEW taping. Sammy Callahan, the wrestler. Okay, so wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. I got to get this straight. <laughs> so the Sammy Callahan fella. He was, he was in the arena, but w- was he in the concession parts, Mark? No, he was not in the concession. He was he not was. in the bathroom. He, he, he was not at catering. He was no. backstage. Backstage. Catering backstage? Mm, I mean, maybe semantics. Okay. All right. Was he in the parking lot? Ooh. Now that that does need clarification because you mm. would think that he would have to like mm-hmm. traverse the threshold of the parking lot in order to get backstage, which if you hadn't heard was where he was. Yeah, I think so. I think that's what it was. He was he assaulting the elderly. He could have been. He could have been again. Jeez, we need clarification on that too. I would say smart. Correct. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, they didn't bother to specify those details. They just repeated three fucking times that he was in the backstage. Okay. Who edits their fucking web? This is a professional web. This is fucking the Observer. This is, this is F4W. Probably Meltzer fucking literally probably text to talk the article, talk to text the article, and it fucking came out like this. Um, oh anyway, God, the poor AI that has to be tasked with fucking translating whatever Meltzer says to. Oh, dear Jesus. Well, folks, he was backstage from what 
um, we're told. So, uh, Smart Guy, I apologize. Please, please. That's right. Yes. Yeah, so, so to read the non-redundant portion of this article, Callahan 36 left Impact Wrestling following his contract expiring at the end of September. Final match of his deal aired on the October 12th edition of Impact Wrestling and a tag team titles challenge, teaming with Rich Swan against the Rascals. In his 2017 to 2023 run with Impact, Callahan held the company's world title from October 2019 to January 2020, where he dropped the championship to Tessa Blanchard, and that went well for everybody. Other Impact highlights for Callahan included headlining the 2021 Slamiversary pay-per-view in a challenge against Kenny Omega for the world title. In addition to his in-ring career, Callahan is the owner and promoter of the wrestling revolver indie promotion that runs primarily in Iowa and Iowa, Ohio. Mm, yeah, that's it's, those are two entirely different states, dude. Iowa and Ohio. Same fucking, same fucking thing. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, just y- y- you were fine. I have a cousin in Iowa, I think. I don't remember if it was Iowa or uh, Idaho. Yeah. <laughs> That's not a state, Idaho. Just fucking A, I forgot how to say the word. Someplace with a fucking O. Yeah. That's right. There's I's and O's, there's vowels all around. Callahan and AEW star John Moxley teamed together as the switchblades on the independent scene from twenty from two thousand nine to twenty eleven. <laughs> and the duo reformed for two matches in twenty twenty. Two, when Moxley wrestled for the wrestling revolver. Uh huh. My brain fell asleep. That, there you go. That, that's so, about it. So, folks, Sammy Callahan was uh, in the concession area. Mm-hmm. Right? No, no, I'm sorry, folks. He was backstage, backstage at the AEW tapings last night. Backstage. Um, there we go. So uh, let's see. Um, I don't even know what the fuck I was to say. Who was the writer of the article? The name was right up here. It was Ian e- Carey. Ian Carey. No relation to Jim. As far as we know. As was, far as we know. Now, we don't know if Jim Carey was backstage at the Memphis tapings. No, he was definitely, uh, he would have been in the concession area. Mm-hmm. He would have been playing with the uh, taco shells. <laughs> I just looked at Jen. Nora just says he's a bum, gross and dirty. I'm assuming that that means Sammy Callahan and maybe not Ian Carey, but who, talking, who knows? I think he's talking about me, you prick. What are you talking about me like that for? <laughs> he does look kind of does look like there'd be a scent. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just kind of the Midwestern vibe. Uh, yeah. Oh, he said he saw three riders. Let's see. Where did he see three riders? Where'd you see three riders? Oh, you're right. This is by Ethan Renner. He is 100% correct. Although three riders would f- explain why they mentioned it three fucking times. <laughs> that would explain. So using Ethan Renner. Yes, that's right. Uh, I said I saw Ian Carey on something else. Oh, because it's a link to the next article of uh, Dana yep. White talking about Vince McMahon. Yep. I got confused. That's on me. That's what it was. That's exactly what it is. It was the next article. So yeah, that was uh, that was old Ethan up here that wrote that article. Old Ethan Renner, who actually does in fact look gross and dirty. I mean, I don't think that that those attributes were applied. To, I think it was supposed to be Callahan, but. Ethan kind of looks like a real 
interesting fella himself. He appears know. to have pink hair, um, a very receding hairline. Oh, you pulled that up? Stubble. Did you pull? Are you serious? Did you pull that up? Mm-hmm. I mean, I can. Oh. Oh, no, no, no. You don't have to do that here. I, I, I Here's one better. There he is. There is the arth- author of the article, folks. He looks like he has about it. He looks like he just makes a series of like 40 minute long YouTube videos objectifying things that object objecting about things that happened in like fucking 80s movies. Just like one very small. Like he seems like he absolutely hates the movie Meatballs. That's not right. Mm -hmm. That's not fucking right. No one should hate the goddamn movie Meatballs is all I'm fucking saying. No one in their right mind, should. Meatballs, Spaceballs, all the ball movies are good, folks. He looks like a man who has definitely uses the word, the phrase cisgendered on a day-to-day basis. He might, he may, he may, probably. He looks like somebody who is a return customer to Panera Bread, which is probably the worst attribute one can be attributed to. I don't know, man. They got them fucking bread bowls for that fucking soup. That's good shit. That bread bowl's fucking good. Okay, fair enough. I do like the bread bowl. And they got this fucking chicken mozzarella melt. Pretty good, too. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. Not bad. Not bad. I don't go to Starbucks, though. I don't go to Starbucks, either. So. I've never been to a Starbucks. I've been to one Starbucks. I bought a bottle of water. <laughs> yeah. Kind of the same experience was I just had to use a bathroom and I was like, all right, yeah, fucking take a water. Yeah, yeah, I just needed some, uh, I needed some water. So I went in and did that and walked right out. But I think I paid like three fifty for it. I was like, motherfucker. Hmm. No wonder these fucking stores are on every goddamn corner in the fucking, fucking Western Hemisphere. Anyway. I see. Not Starbucks, but I went to a Dunkin' Donuts in Chicago, and I had um, had stopped there, I think, to also use the bathroom, but I had gotten, like, a little water and, like, a donut or something. And guy comes up, asks to borrow money, and I say that I don't have money, and he looks at me, and he says, you broke motherfucker, you need to get a job. <laughs> and it's like, you're asking me for money. Like, I am. I'm just not giving it to you. <laughs> Like it was just supposed to be like I've I've never seen somebody just like ask for money and then become immediately defensive and try to make you feel bad about yourself. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. I fucking love that shit. And then like a little bit later, like coming out of a pizza place, another person asked me for food and got all mad at me that I didn't give it to them. It's uh, like I love these fucking aggressive bums. I love it. They actually just opened a uh, Dunkin' Donuts in the area here, which we haven't had. So I will be getting some Dunkin' Donuts. One hundred percent. Norab, I do have those ratings. Thank you very much. We'll uh, we'll see if we want to get into all that again tonight. But thank mm-hmm. you. I do have that uh, pulled up here. So Norab asked if it was a Dasani water. It wasn't for me. Was it for you? And also, are you the kind of person that cares about what brand of water you're drinking? Yeah, that Dasani for a while there was really bad. It got it's better now, but it for a while there when they first came out, that was the worst water ever. This is just straight up tap water. Ooh. I don't give a shit. I drink it enough fucking bottom shelf vodka that my insides are just indestructible. Oh. 
Yeah. Oh, was that? Wait a minute. Did he post a different link here? Hold on. I shall check. I am checking as we're speaking. Nope. That's the same fucking link. Uh, <laughs> it's the same motherfucking link. All right, folks. On the note of that, and uh, I guess we can talk about more Starbucks later. Well, another guy looks like he probably goes to Starbucks. Will Ospreay has kind of been the uh, the talk of the week, Smark, if you will. Mm-hmm. Because he has said that he is open to moving to the United States. I am so sad that they did not use a picture of him that is in the thumbnail of the article. Because yeah. he looks like a 12-year-old child in the thumbnail for the article. Yeah, I... That picture may be in here somewhere as we scroll. Hopefully. But um, he did say he's open to joining WWE. And the articles that have been coming out in the past couple of days um, have been saying WWE is interested in him. So I guess we'll have to see what happens with that. But it says here, Will Ospreay has admitted he is open to the <laughs> idea of joining WWE and facing Seth Rollins, the Essex-born wrestler who is widely regarded as one of the best in the world, is approaching the end of his contract with New Japan Pro Wrestling, and he's looking ahead to his next big move despite previously being against relocating to the United States. Uh, we're going to just kind of go a little bit here. I just got bombarded like because I just saw, like as you were saying, that he is from Essex. Uh. I see cheese, bro. He is openly gay. No, no, so it was just two butt jokes, like back to back. Well, not exactly what it said, but anyway. Well, not the article didn't say that. <laughs> That'd be wild. Your brain said that. You Meltzer is reporting that Will Osprey is gay as fuck. Stay tuned for more updates. Jeez, jeez, cheese. Um. And <laughs> <laughs> oh my! Like, well, I mean, oof. Do you imagine? Wow, <laughs> Dave Meltzer just. Uh, <laughs> Okay. Game notes you getting arrested for tapping his foot under a bathroom stall. Why are you in the bag? <laughs> Asked about potentially joining WWE, he exclusively, ex, ex, exclusively, ex, exclusively told mm-hmm. Metro.co.uk. I mean, we have spoke about it more. I'm now open to the idea of stretching myself out that little bit more. (laughs) As age has become more apparent to me and my body is hurting more and more, I'm open to all (laughs) adventures. I've had all avenues, but yes, I saw all adventures. I've had a lot of talks with my friends about this, and I have spoke to the missus. Um... And he says, although we've spent so much money on our new kitchen, we are open to the idea of relocating to the United States. And here is that. I believe this is the picture. Yes. And there you go. That's amazing. That is an amazing photo. That This guy looks like every guy that is in an Irish bar. Mm-hmm. Every guy. Especially Did during- you hear, speaking of, we're talking about him, I, I can find, probably find a picture of it. He got the attendance number for that London pay-per-view that they did, yeah. AEW, 
tattooed on his arm. Yep, he did. And then it turned out that the attendance number was fudged. Mm. So he got the wrong attendance number permanently tattooed to his arm. Yeah. Now, it was basically not the... It, it wasn't, like, written in numbers. It was some symbols to, like... So it can be covered up. It may have actually also been the number, if I recall correctly. Oh, I'm going to take know. a look, but... Yeah, 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 yeah. I just remember, because I remember him showing the tattoo and then in the video and also being, like... My mom's going to fucking kill me because she hates tattoos. Yeah. And I got this tattoo. And then they changed the fucking attendance number. <laughs> just uh, like as dejected as possible. Yeah. But yeah, this dude just looks like every other dude you would see in a fucking bar. It's, oh, my God. If the World Cup was on, you'd really see him there. Mm-hmm. You'd see well, five or six. British. Absolutely. You'd see five or six of these guys there. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. In, in, in the pub. Excuse me. In the pub, that's what I have to say. Looks like he's wearing Philadelphia Eagles gear, Travis says. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Could be. Could be. But anyway, uh, like we were saying, WWE has been showing more and more interest in Will Ospreay, I guess, according to the articles we've been seeing. What do you... What do you do with them, though? If you get a Will Ospreay in WWE, what do you do with this guy? You throw him in the fucking Judgment Day. Uh, I mean, that's not a terrible idea. I mean, he has history with uh, Ricochet. True. Got history with Ricochet. There's one. All right. Uh, now, he actually has the full number. He has the coordinates of like where the arena is, I think. And then the longitude, latitude. And he also has 81,000... Ooh. 35 tattooed on his arm. Yeah, you can permanently. Just, ah, you can just get a blackout tattoo right there. Be perfect. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's all you need. I mean, basically, the the whole thing about this is he also said that he'd be willing to go to like to sign with Impact. So his contract's up, and he's saying that he's willing to go anywhere. Basically, he's just trying to get that money, and I don't like him. Fuck it. Yeah, wasn't he just in AEW a few weeks ago? Mm-hmm. Exactly. I, I, I see him more <laughs> AEW, but listen, if he can make that fucking if WWE has interest and he can make the money, I don't see any reason not to go. No, 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 not at all, not at all. I mean, absolutely. I, I was truthfully, I was kind of always surprised that we never saw him in the NXT UK down there. But, yeah, a little bit. But I mean, I think he was—he'd been under contract with New Japan the right. entire time they were doing that. Yeah, so. exactly. Exactly. So, um, <laughs> all right. I don't—I I don't have anything else on that. You? No, not really. I mean, like I said, he's being prudent with his business decision. I mean, other than getting mm-hmm. the tattoo, but just being like, yeah, I'll fucking go to anybody who, who's got the biggest wallet. Right, wallet. That's Although right. that would actually be funny if it just turned out that he actually did just end up signing with TNA. Just like, I really like wrestling Eric Young, bro. <laughs> Wouldn't be prudent. Not mm-hmm. gonna do it. Anywho. Um, Smirk, you remember that uh, Charlie Caruso chick? Mm-hmm. Now known as Charlie Arnold. I don't know if you saw this today, but she is going to be on the November slash December cover 
of Maxim magazine. Have you seen these pictures today, Smart? I saw the pictures, and I was also astounded by the fact that Maxim still exists. It does still exist. Um, she is most definitely existing in these pictures. There's the first picture, folks. Um, now, I did not realize she was so hated by the WWE universe. Did you? Uh, maybe. I, I remember somebody like complaining about like an Uber driver talking to them or some dumb shit where it's just mm. like they were kind of an asshole and they really should have just kept the thought to themselves and not tweeted about it, but they did and then people got mad at them. I don't remember if that was her or not. More hated because she is a conservative and I believe she's now working for Fox. Ah, so she's hanging and banging with tyrants over there. Yeah, I believe that's... Uh, oh, sorry about that, folks. A little article, a little ad right there. I'll get that out of the way in a few seconds here. I hope. Why not just refresh the page, and we'll go back to it in just a second, because there were three more pictures. There were more pictures. We'll scroll right down to another picture here. There's on the cover. Charlie, sexiest TV star. Looking pretty good there. The poop one is not a picture of her. That that was not a picture. I don't know what that was. Um, one more picture. And we can get, I believe there's one more picture of her right there. Oh, yeah, Nurab's right. That was Kayla, the, the person that posted, like, the Uber driver talking to them. And everybody was like, you're a fucking shitty person. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to see if I can was. find that tweet because that was pretty awesome. <laughs> oh, there was another one. I didn't see that one today. Wow. Man. She is incredibly photogenic. She sure is. She sure is. But yeah, I just did not realize that she was so, so hated. I, uh, I did find that out today as I was reading some of the articles that uh, people had posted about her. But listen, she's unbelievably beautiful, obviously. And these are great pictures. But uh, there you go. That was it. Oh, here it is, by the way. I have that tweet. Kayla Braxton, an American sports broadcaster and host of WWE's The Bump, has claimed that her Uber driver threatened to kick her out of her car, out of the car, because she didn't say, quote, hi. On Friday, October 28th, I don't remember what year this was. I'm going to say 2022. Probably. Braxton took to her official Twitter to speak about her experience. Quote, hey, at Uber, just had the rudest driver who told me she was going to make me get out of her car because I didn't say hi when I got into her car. Mind you, she didn't say hi either. Braxton captioned her post accompanied by a picture of the back of the driver's head. Hmm. She also said that she was, quote, livid because it was 7 a.m. at the time and she had been up since 3 a.m. to get on a flight. She also said her, quote, preference or preferences are set to quiet. Oh. And another tweet, Braxton urged her followers not to attack the driver's appearance. Quote, that has nothing to do with this. I quite like her hair, but her attitude is a pile of poop emoji. People <laughs> took to the comments section of her post with mixed emotions. Some believe Braxton was in the wrong, mainly for uploading a photo of the driver mm. uh, without her permission, by the way. One person wrote, this is an extreme overreaction. Why post a photo of her? What's the end game here? You're going to use your platform to try to get her terminated over that. But yeah, this goes on. Well, I don't want to read a bunch of fucking people's tweets, but yes, it's a bunch of people bashed this woman on Twitter because like she did try to get a woman fired because yeah. she was rude to her. That is kind of shitty. 
Mm-hmm. That is kind of shitty. I will agree with that. <clears throat> so, yeah, that is. But, um, all right. So, shitty people everywhere. That's right. But, um, Charlie actually, is no... was my takeaway. Was I was just surprised that Maxim was still a thing. Because I was actually, I yeah. don't remember why, but I was thinking about that the other day. Yeah, it is. Uh, Travis says Charlie is no Renee Paquette. No, she is not Renee Paquette. Um, short, thick, and blonde. My type. <laughs> Always Indeed. has been. But, um, all right. I guess... Speaking of short, thick, and blonde, I guess that brings us to the next article here. It's Mark. Berlin is going to host Germany's first major WWE premium live event, Bash in Berlin. August 2024, folks. Here we go. Look at this. The Bash in Berlin. This is straight from WWE.com. And that will, uh, there you go. This just came out yesterday, so... um, there it is. The whole press conference on the bottom. I really don't need to let, tell you all about that, but uh, they will be holding this at the Mercedes-Benz Arena, August 31st, 2024. The Bash in Berlin. Yes, Travis, I do love me some Tony Storm. And the thicker she gets, the better she looks. But anyway. <laughs> so, I mean, when they do the Saudi shows, they bring in people like they were bringing in like Goldberg and shit and get like the Undertaker out of retirement to like appease the Saudi people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you think that this is going to lead to the triumphant return of Alex Wright? I'm hoping it does. Mm-hmm. You've got to have the, the, the bad boy of Berlin. You got to <laughs> fucking Alex Wright versus Gunther. Oh, I don't know about that. Maybe. I'd watch. I mean, I'd watch, but I don't know if that's going to happen. How old he is. Let's look her up. Yeah. So my daughter's back there trying to hide, but she doesn't realize I can see her in the camera. Mm. Now she's leaving. <laughs> uh, anyway. Um, yeah. So that's pretty cool, though. I, th- th- I believe this is the first time they've been over there to, for a, 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 a premium live event. I've, we have to call them now, right? Mm-hmm. They're mandated. Alex Wright is 48, but old. Wow. That's right in line for WWE at this point. Mm-hmm. How many Mercedes-Benz stadiums are there? I don't know, Travis. Probably a good amount. I did notice that, too, because I believe that's also the name of the New Orleans Saints stadium. Is it? Mm-hmm. Mercedes-Benz. I know it's one of the sports arenas, but I, I'm not sure if it's New Orleans Saints or not. Huh. It might be the Falcons, though, which would be a pretty big difference, but let's see. All right, here, you look that up. I got one more quick thing, and then we can uh, kind of move on as you're looking that up, though. One more pay-per-view announcement. AEW, folks, also announced they are going to have a brand-new pay-per-view coming up this December. World's End. That is going to be the first-ever AEW pay-per-view in New York. That will be December 30th, and it's going to be in Long Island, New York. Tickets on sale Friday, November 3rd, 10 a.m. Eastern Time. So tickets on sale next week, folks, if you're, in, if you're living in the Long Island area. I guess in the ultimate in some... Ooh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Smart. Smart, don't mm-hmm. you go nowhere. I lost you for a second. Smart, don't you yeah. die on me. Smart, don't you die on me. 
So I'll try my best not to. Okay. I guess I was saying in the ultimate and semantics, Mercedes-Benz Stadium is in Atlanta. We're talking Mercedes-Benz Arena is in Germany. So I guess it's technically not the same thing, but it is. It's the same fucking thing. Potato, potato. I know, but I just looked it up because I was curious about that because that uh, kind of drew my interest too. I was like, then how many stadiums, Mercedes-Benz stadiums are there? But there you go. Ah, Nora wants to bring back Brackus. Hell yeah. There we go. I like it. I like it. That would be pretty goddamn cool, folks. But um, so there you go. Two new uh, two new pay-per-views have announced. One for AEW in New York and one in Germany for WWE. Pretty interesting. Pretty interesting. The one I think in uh, in Germany for WWE. I think that's another uh, one of those one of those big steps, as they say. Mm-hmm. So. All right. I don't have any more news. No, it was a very slow news week. It was. I actually scrounged for the little bit we had. Didn't even have any Ric Flair weed talk. No. I know. Um, looks like I do have the quarter hour ratings here. Thanks to NORAB. I'm not quite sure I want to go over these very much. Um, you know what? Here's what we'll do. We'll go a little bit over it. A little bit. We'll hit that up. Um, you know, I, I'll tell you the truth. Their, their total viewerships, Mark, wasn't that bad. There we go. Their total viewership. Ooh, I'm sorry about that, folks. I don't know what happened there. There we go. Okay. I, I don't know what happened there. So if you look at this chart, those of you on YouTube are lucky enough to be able to do that. You can see their total numbers in viewership weren't horrible. But if you look at the viewership in the 18 to 49 demo, which they talk about all the time, eh, not very good. (laughs) And that's supposed to be a 90-day trend is what they're saying, so... As you can see here, though, on the list, they started out at 982. Now, Smart, both of us know one thing. They've got that really good lead into Big Bang Theory. I know what you're thinking. Big Bang Theory. That show's been around forever. No one still watches it. Bullshit. The reruns are still fucking huge. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are a lot of people who are in a hotel room with nothing better to do. Right. Exactly. So they started off with 982. Um, I'm going to take a quick shot. Cheers. Then they dropped in the next quarter. Well, the first quarter hour, obviously, was the MJF, Roderick Strong Kingdom backstage angle, which led into the um, Juice Robinson versus MJF. Babe. Thank you. Turn the light off on me. Which led us into some pay, uh, picture in picture ads. So, again, start off at 982. One, by the time we got to the next segment, which was the match, we were already down to 936. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, you know, they did not do that well. Now, according to NORAB, the average was 774K on this. Now, I'll be honest, once they did the next dip, which was right after an ad break, which was a Wardlow video. 
and Hook and Rod Van Dam. They dropped down to 752, and really, they did not gain those 200,000 viewers, almost 200,000 viewers back. They really didn't. They pretty much hovered around that 750. Um, then the last 30 minutes of the show, they were down to 643, jumped up a few thousand viewers, ended with 716 for the uh, main event. So not horrible, not great. I would say it was a middle-of-the-road card. I don't really feel like going over the, the all the 15-minute ratings I, we're not that big into the ratings i and i mean forever it's where it just has a little bit extra context tuesday was the first day of the nba season wednesday which is when the show was was the first full slate of nba games uh-huh. so i mean that's that's worth keeping in mind like major sports are always going to take precedent. They're just bigger rating draws. They are, and there's nothing you can do about it. They're just, like you said, they're just bigger fucking draws. So they do. They draw millions and millions of fucking people for a reason. Mm-hmm. You know? Shit, wrestling used to get those fucking numbers, but we ain't in those days no more. Ooh. And I mean, no. even then, though, like they would still, for the most part, be secondary to like the Super Bowl and like you know select playoff games and shit like that. Right. Yeah. You're right. You're always right, Smock. Oh. You're always right. You are. Anyway. AE Dubs. Talk little AE Dub. Little dynamite, mm-hmm. Smock. Little little kaboom. Indeed. All right, let's fucking do this, man. Let me pull up the, uh, I got a few pictures, of course, like I usually do as we're talking here. Um, and we'll uh, we'll get going with this now. Dynamite kicked off, Smark, with Renee Paquette mm-hmm. backstage with uh, MJF. Roderick Strong and the Kingdom show up. Roddy says, for the sake of their mutual friend, Adam Cole... These guys will help him out in his match tonight. And he's like, yeah, thanks. And he pushes Roderick Strong away. And he just, eh. MJF then screams out a promo. Good promo, not going to lie. But it was kind of screamed out. And then right as he's walking away, Smark, we see someone in the devil mask again. Mm-hmm. A lot of people thinking this is CM Punk. Are y'all on crack? I'm not trying to be rude here, but that ain't punk. That's not punk. That's just not. There's a lot of guys that have the same body type as punk, which is a pretty much like, what, 80% of the roster in AEW? Mm. Thank you. Thank you. So then we got the Juice Robinson MJF match, folks. MJF was... All business coming down to the ring. He wasn't fucking around tonight, last night, sorry. So, this was for the Dynamite Diamond Ring. We know that. Juice was busted open pretty early, Smart. Mm-hmm. In this match, which gave MJF the idea to bite the bleeding forehead 
of Juice Robinson. Now, Smarky, remember when a couple months ago we talked about all these new rules AEW put out? Oh, yes, indeed. Like you can't take a a, a beverage from an audience member. Um, you're mm-hmm. not. You, you can't do such and such without permission. I think they need to do. Don't lick your opponent's blood. I'm sorry, dude. It's just for some reason since COVID now, I'm just like, ugh. I can actually do you one better. I was uh, watching Dark Side of the Ring this season, and they did one on Abdullah the Butcher, and uh, need I continue? Hey, probably drinking a fucking vein blood or something. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm, I'm just... I mean, that can't be sanitary is all I'm saying. Uh, no. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. But um, MJF, of course, does win the match. Now, Smart, this match... Didn't exactly play out how me and you talked last week. I believe you predicted MJF winning. I predicted Juice Robinson winning. So Correct. Now, I predicted MJF winning. Now, I thought Roderick Strong was going to help him. Roddy actually came out after the match was over. So, we had a piece of it there. Yes. We had a little piece of it there. So, we, we, we were on the right track. It just uh, it went a little a little more different. Than we thought, but um, this then turned into a clusterfuck after the match because after Roderick Strong comes down, you know those the Kingdom tried to make the save as he was getting beat down. Uh, MJF was getting beat down by the guns, but it didn't <laughs> work. It did not work. It did not work at all. So after that, you get um, acclaimed. They come down. Nice. They do make the save, and Jay White grabs a mic because they ran out of the fucking ring. Blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. Then the guns grab a mic, and thank God MJF told him to shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> this was all a four-on-four match that they were all, that M- Jay White was talking about. MJF accepts said he'll find four guys. So Roddy goes, hey, you're going to pick us, right? He goes, uh, no, after insulting his whole family. So Max Castor goes, you're going to pick us, right? And he goes, you know, I never really liked you, Max. <laughs> Max goes, we need to scissor. Holds out his hands for a scissor. MJF closes the scissors and walks out. As he's walking out, though, Omega challenges him to a match. Basically, MJF says, sure, this shit will go down Saturday. So on collision, they have a match and Omega grabbed him and whispered in his ear, three days, bitch, like he whispered, like MJF did the 13 days, bitch, last week. But there you go. Two interesting takeaways on this one. First off, the kingdom coming in to try to help MJF and then just getting stomped the fuck out made me laugh because I just hadn't considered that as a possibility that they're just like, because Roddy was just like, all right, boys, get them. And then he's got their asses kicked. And it was, yeah. it was amazing. Second off, Kenny Omega was wearing jeans in this segment, which meant he was not in his wrestling attire, which means he's just walking around at the backstage area where Sammy Callahan was shirtless. Right. True. Okay, which is a weird behavior. Like, now, I will say, what other place of employment are you allowed to just walk around topless? 
uh, no, not even a gym trainer. Um, I don't know, but mm-hmm. I have seen him in the in, in in the jeans and no shirt before. Come out like this. He he, he actually does this more often than not. You've never noticed, I'm sure, but I, I've noticed, and I'm not sure why. I'm just not sure why. Um, but smart, we did have a Wardlow. Oh wait, you had a, a, another point, I think. No, that was that was that was it. The oh. kingdom getting stomped out, and then Kenny oh. Omega just walking around shirtless for no apparent reason. I just didn't want to continue without you making all your points. That's all. I appreciate it. Anytime, anytime, no problem. That's what I'm here for. Help you out. Mm. Oh. Well, actually, you're here to help me out, to be honest with you. But anyway, um, Wardlow, vignette, Wardlow, vignette, talking about MJF, because I don't know about you, but I kind of like this MJF being like uh, like AEW's most wanted. Yeah, I mean, just basically, you reap what you sow, he's been asshole people for like four straight years, like they were saying on commentary, and now everybody wants to kill him. Yeah, everybody wants to come after him, and you know, I mean, you know, usually the champion just has one or two, one feud, but he's got like three or four people that are after him, which, I don't know, I I, I, I like it. And you I know do. what that does? That elevates the profile of the belt, believe it or not, isn't that crazy? People actually wanting to win a world title. What is this sorcery you're speaking of? Strangest name thing. It is. It is. Then we got Alex Reynolds and John Silver versus Hook and RVD. It was a fun match, folks. I'm not going to sit here and bullshit. It was. It was a fun match. I think we got what we expected out of it. Um, Hook ended up choking out Silver, and we had Hook and RVD doing a little celebration. Not bad. It's just. This is kind of an odd couple match to me. I, I, I get the team, but whatever. Well, I mean, they were in Philadelphia. They wanted I, a reason to bring out RVD, and that was pretty well, much as simple as that. I was, I was actually kind of surprised about, speaking of like noticing things, he has surprisingly developed fucking arms. Because, like, if you look at the rest of his body, he's, like, kind of, like, thinned out a little bit. Mm-hmm. But, like, for somebody who just smokes weed all day, he's surprisingly built. Well... You know, you got a. You might have a really big, heavy bong. That can be true. So you know, just lift that bad boy all day. Probably I mean, I guess, isn't his wife like a fitness model or some shit? Katie Forbes. Or wives, plural. I don't know. He's, he's having no, no, no. himself a fun time. One wife, one girlfriend. He has Katie Forbes, who I believe your her name, right? Katie <laughs> Forbes, who is. Mm-hmm. Listen, I don't care what's fake. That girl is fucking banging. And the other girl is Jennifer Bartlow? Garner from A-List. No, 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 no. I think her name is Jennifer Bartlow. Okay. I think her name is Jennifer Bartlow. You have to, if, if, if you would like to fact check me, sir, I have absolutely no issues with that, and I would actually prefer it. <clears throat> I may be pronouncing her last name wrong, but there's a B and a W at the end. It could be Barlow. BBW, I got you. It's Give either, yeah, there you go. It's either Barlow or Bartlow, I believe. But um, yeah, you're right. RVD is actually looking. A, I mean, it, it, listen, that doesn't mean he doesn't go to the gym. It just means he doesn't go to the gym as much as somebody else would go to the gym. Hook, I, I they any reason to bring him out so the girls can get some screaming in? Mm-hmm. So I don't blame him one bit for that right there. Now. 
we did have uh, RJ bring out Tony. We had another uh, another silent film from Tony Storm there, Smark. Indeed. And, and then this is, I believe, the part that uh, y'all been waiting for. Sting was announced. Tony Schiavone brought out Sting. Sting came down with Darby Allen, folks. And uh, Sting thanks Philadelphia. He thanked Darby. And he thanked Tony Khan, which... I didn't really care for the Tony Khan thank you. But anyway, Shivoni says, oh, no, 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 no. Tony Khan should be thanking you, Sting. Continues to praise Sting, which I totally understand that. Um, she, she says, Hook looks like RVD's nephew that he brought to the show with a fucking right he does. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I didn't look at that until now. Sorry, folks. Um, so... Next thing you know, he says that he has this gift for Sting. Suddenly we hear Ric Flair's music. Well, now, folks, it was either going to be Ric Flair or Elvis was coming out. One of the two, you judge which one you thought it was. For a minute there, I thought it was Elvis. Tony Khan can do shit like that. He's a billionaire. I thought maybe, Hmm, maybe. Maybe, just maybe he pulled Elvis out and said, come on, King, we can do this shit. But no, it was Ric Flair. It was Ric Flair. Elvis did come out to that music, by the way. <laughs> that was how all his shows started, with that music. So, Ric Flair came out. So, folks, Tony Khan bought Sting Ric Flair. <laughs> He bought Sting. Shit, we lost connection on Skype, it looks like. Uh, Hold on, folks. Let's see what's going on here. Yeah, I'm dropping. I disconnected real quick. I'm going to keep going, though, because the audio will still be going. If, um, If it gets too long... That looks like I'm already connected back. Nope, I'm disconnected. So just give it a minute, folks. I'm going to actually pause the audio till I get back on here. If you'll just give me a second, I'll be back on in just a minute. So you won't even notice on the downloads, folks. I promise. Sorry about that, folks. Uh, (laughs) It looks like I uh, lost internet, and now my daughter wants to give me a hug. So what am I going to do? I'm going to give her a hug. Hi. Okay. Okay, go. All right, so try to give everyone a minute to come on back into the uh, little chat room over here. Um, someone's got to refresh, so uh, we'll go ahead and get back online here. Smart is telling everyone to refresh, so I am kind of stalling a little bit. You lucky downloads people won't even know what's going on. So lucky, lucky, lucky you. So anyway... Sting and Flair, folks. That's right. Sting and Flair. Um, Tony Khan bought Ric Flair for Sting. Because, you know, why not? As one does. As one does. You you buy people for other people. That's what you do. That's what you do. Mm -hmm. Um, It's it's just the way it goes. It is. But um, this was a little weird, man. 
this was a little weird. Now, Flair did come out. Um, the crowd is chanting, holy shit. Flair talks. These two had a great moment. They were chopping each other. They were wooing with each other. It was pretty cool. It was a pretty cool moment. I'm 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 not gonna lie. Listen, you'd say what you want about Ric Flair, but something like this. He didn't come out there, he didn't try to make it about himself, and he didn't say he's wrestling, he said, I'm here with you. That's all he said. So let's hope there's not gonna be a match. It was a great moment. Um and then Christian and Luchasaurus came out with Nick Wayne. Christian came out and did not hold back. He went hard at Ric Flair. He did not fucking hold back. First line was, this is what a billionaire gets sting. He said he basically got you, I think it was, some uh, a suit, some gold chains, and a black liver. I believe that was the line. Um, then we heard another great line from Christian, which... I will just do this. Not a god, because if there were a god, Ric Flair would have been dead 20 years ago. <laughs> Ouch. Ouch. You know, Christian, Christian just is great. I'm sorry. I love heel Christian. It's, it's great shit, man. And I really like that he's on a show where he can just come out and basically say whatever the fuck he wants. Mm -hmm. because he wouldn't be able to say any of this shit in, in WWE. None. Cheers. Yes, he's really coming yeah. to his element. Like, we're talking about the last couple of months. He's great, great healer. He really has. He's really become just this, just a character on his, like you just said, coming to his own. He really has just become... His own, like he, I, it, it's hard to explain, but you know what I mean. He was really caught in Edge's shadow for a while there, mm. and has really managed to be one of the best things on AEW Dynamite. Whenever he's on, it's fucking entertainment. Sure, you don't know what he's going to say. You don't know who he's going to say it to. You don't know how fucking deep whatever he says is going to cut. He's just become a great part of the show, which, listen, I think if we ever saw Edge and Christian back in the day, and a lot of us did, I think we all thought the same thing. We're looking at the uh, the Genetti. Mm -hmm. I don't know, man. I'm not going to say he's, listen, Edge had a much more successful career. I will say that. But Christian, at this age, I'll take Christian over Edge. Mm. Or yeah, definitely at this point right now. Yeah, yes. absolutely. I would say fuck what they've done in their career right now. In this moment, Christian is a much better character than Edge or Adam Copeland, who basically just sits backstage and whines like a baby. We'll get to that in a minute or two. But um, this ended up being a great segment. Uh, Christian ended up challenging Darby. And Sting and a partner. Notice they didn't add Ric Flair. I thought they were for a minute there. Yeah, I was worried about that. I was like, uh oh, here we go. I was more than worried. I was uh, heavily concerned, <laughs> to be honest with you. 
uh, that match is going to happen at full gear, and Sting immediately accepts. So mm-hmm. that's going to be good stuff. Listen, folks, cherish every match we're going to have with Sting because a couple months in, you know, three months, three four months in the next year, is not going to be around anymore. Mm-hmm. Not for matches. I hope Tony Khan has a plan to keep him around, to do something in that company. I really do. But you know what? Sting might just be ready to fucking be done with it. Guy's been it could be. Guy's been going hard since the eighties, man. Yeah, for sure. So if you know what, if he's ready to call it a career and hang it up and sit at home, good for him, man. Wish I could fucking do it. Mm-hmm. So then we got a little segment with Renee and Chris Jericho. Early, oop, wrong picture. I apologize, folks. Actually, though, ironically, I feel like if you went to your job dressed as Sting, you would also be able to not have to worry about your job anymore. You know, not on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, yeah, that's true. I could do it on Tuesday. I could walk right in there dressed as Sting. <laughs> Except me, I'd have to have the little red. I'd have to do stoke, be Joker Sting. I, I, I couldn't, nah. couldn't do anything else. Anyway, here we go, folks. The earlier today segment with Chris Jericho. I don't know why, but Chris Jericho looks like he's... Every actually he looks like fucking Dolph Lundgren, but he's every bad guy in an action movie. I don't know why, but he looks like every bad guy in an, every action movie I've seen. But Jericho basically says Don Callis, he's got a lot of friends in his family, but he's got a lot of friends and some of them are bigger than powerhouse Hobbs and he thinks he should give him a call. Smart. I can only think of one person, mm. and I think you're thinking of the same person, Mr. Hughes. I think it's Captain Insano. Oh, okay. I think he's calling Captain Insano. Paul White, Big Show, Jarrah Show, back together. Uh, I don't know gosh. who who else is bigger than Hobbs that Jericho teamed with um that's a good question i mean yeah that would be it i just don't want to see another fucking big show it's like ever again in my rest of my life but the only other and honestly hopeful i wouldn't mind seeing mark henry i wouldn't mind seeing if you called like a mark henry the house yeah, I mean, does it have to be relegated to just tag team partners? Because you said friends, so it could just be true. somebody within his inner circle, pun intended, I guess. I mean, but if you think about it, who in AEW is bigger than Hobbs? I don't even think Lance Archer is bigger than Hobbs. I think Hobbs is wider and, and about the same size. You've got Paul White, Mark Henry, um... Brody King, maybe? It could be. And uh, I think that's about it, man. So I don't know who else he could be calling. I have a fear. It's Paul White. I would love if it was Mark Henry. Wouldn't mind seeing the House of Pain come on back. Sure. So I would love if it was Mark Henry. That'd be great. But I'm nervous. I'm a little nervous. I think it might be be, uh, Paul White. So... 
Anyway, we get this Hardy Boys match with uh, Brother Zay, as they're calling uh, Isaiah now, Brother Zay, versus the Elite. That was uh, Hangman Page and the Young Bucks. The Elite, of course, do retain, which everyone expected that shit. And then next thing you know, Nana and Swerve are on the screen. And, like, immediately you see Hangman start running. I don't know where he thinks he's going. But I guess... <laughs> yes, that was my thought, too. Was that, like, he... They're, they're in Philadelphia. Now, I don't remember exactly. Virginia mm-hmm. is where Hangman is. So it's like, you're going to do what exactly? Like, he's already there. Yeah. Like, I mean, the only thing I could, like, logic is, like, maybe he's going to run to call the police. That could be... Uh, okay. You run to the side and say, who's got a phone? Yeah. That's my... Because you're not getting there in time, so the best you can do is, like, maybe run and call the cops. Yeah, that's just me. Now, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm weird like that. So, anyway, we do see Nana and uh, Swerve, and this was a pretty... A pretty fucking cold segment, dude. This was a pretty fucking cold ass segment, man. But uh, Swerve even went into the baby's room. If you look at this picture here, you can see the crib. You can see Swerve. I don't know, man. I got to admit, he gave the baby a shirt of his. This just creeped me out. No, look, I know there was no baby in the crib, folks. Don't, don't. I'm not an idiot. Well, Let's just leave it on. I know there's no baby in the crib. We don't have to go anywhere else. <laughs> but um, this was kind of creepy, man. I don't know. Maybe as a dad. Well, yeah, because he gave him this shirt and he said, like, as a way to remember the time that I showed you mercy. Like, you're going to forever remember this because yeah. you are now forever in my debt. So basically the implication was that he could have fucked the kid up but he opted not to but just he always remembered that he was that close to him i don't know man this just this, this creeped me out and I, it, it kind of gave me those like i would kill this motherfucker mm-hmm. i would kill this motherfucker fuck the cops yeah, because I mean, I mean, like you said, you know, you know, there's no baby in there. Nobody knows that there's no baby in there. But I mean, just sort of the implication of what it is that's happening. Right. If you're, you know, I mean, we're supposed to have that, you know, suspension of disbelief there. And, you know, if you're <clears throat> looking into this, I'd kill this motherfucker. Even Nana was like, I think we should go. <laughs> Boss, I don't like this. Yeah, this is this is a little, little too much for even Nana. So. Mm-hmm. I mean, because I mean, he has breaking and entering is fine. He breaking and entering is fine. I think he also like was stealing food from the house. Yeah, but he wouldn't even. Go like, oh, wait, 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 let's not abduct the child or threaten the child. It's like maybe we've gone a bit too far. He wouldn't even go in the baby's room. Mm-hmm. But anyway, this this next segment. The only thing about this oh. is like I like the segment because it puts maybe it makes uh, builds some intensity the feud makes Swerve look like just the most cold-hearted like evil like asshole in the world. What oh. match how does this culminate? Cuz like you just threatened the the well-being of this man's child like you can't just have like a ladder match now. Like you know what I mean like how does this where do you go from here? Is the only thing is like that's so extreme that it's like where does this go? Texas strap match. I suppose. That's about the only thing I can think of. 
I mean, he has to beat the fuck out of Swerve for this. Question, though. If it was TNA, he could kill him. I don't mean to be that guy, though, but is a strap match a great idea? It's not a strap-on match. No, but but I mean, I'm saying. I mean, no, but. Think about it for a second. Think about who would be in the match, and then I'm asking, is a strap match a good idea? I get. Oh, you're right. I don't think you can go there. I think maybe just a cage, some kind of a death match, hardcore match. How is a cage any better? Well, there's less of an implication there, I think. Oh, okay. Than a man whooping another man after Tony Khan just bought a human. (laughs) What about both? Really starting to go into some terrible, terrible directions with this company. What about a Texas cage strap match? Ooh. Holy shit, dude. Whoa. Just pile the gimmicks on top of each other. That sounds like an overproduced segment, but I'm going to tell you now, that could be a fucking match right there, folks. Sure, why not? That could be. That definitely could be something you could see. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. All right, Smart, I'll, uh, I'll put a down payment on a promotion for us. Ooh. What's right in between Texas and Tennessee? Let's find out. Boy, do I wish I knew geography. Probably like Kentucky or some shit. Yeah, I don't fucking know geography either. I'm somewhere down there. You're somewhere over there. But, folks, I think this might have been the best segment on the show. We had Mr. Copeland backstage. He was uh, talking to Renee, which I wish I could do that. And suddenly Sting and Darby Allen come up. Next thing you know, Sting is yelling at Edge like he is his fucking kid and he is with the kid down the street that's going to get him arrested. Mm-hmm. I mean, this Sting grabbed him by the shoulders and was like, you better listen to me, boy. That kid's get together, get, young man. That's going to get you in trouble. Listen here, beaver. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know that Eddie Haskell, he ain't no good kid. But um, not this I I fucking I I love for some reason I could not stop laughing when Sting just grabbed him like you need to listen to me. I'm like holy fuck. He just I kind of got a laugh out of it because at the beginning of the segment I don't remember if it was Darby or it was Sting, but when before they like when they're walking in the camera somebody yells at him at Edge, and then a fan just doesn't miss a beat just he just goes. Yeah. The fucking Roderick Strong voice. So I was like, ah, oh boy. Oh, you opened up a can of worms with this one. Yeah, we have. But yeah, it was it was a good it was a good promo. I fucking just being this. like, get your shit together. What are you doing, man? What's wrong with you? Knock it off. What are you doing with your life? <laughs> Send a twisted sister pin on your uniform. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. That's what he treated him like. I didn't even think about that till now. <coughs> Fucking Niedermeyer. That's it. That was Niedermeyer from Animal House. That was yelling. If you've ever seen Animal House. Yeah, I've seen Animal House. I mean, I, I don't know the movie or that guy well enough to put those together. But yeah, I've seen Animal House. Oh, well, me and Anthony reviewed Animal House. So that was part of the review. Right. <clears throat> 
That's how I know that. I'm, I'm not smart or nothing. I just remember it from our review. So after the greatest part of the fucking show, we had Ruby Soho versus Sheeta, and this was for the AEW Women's Championship. Now listen, y'all know I'm a fan of Ruby. Big fan. I like Ruby. I like Ruby a lot. Mm-hmm. I like Sheeta. But there were some what the fuck was that moments in this match. Like when Sheeta had her up in a rack like Lex Luger, and then just next thing you know, she throws her behind her and screams like she just did something impactful. What the fuck? Even Ruby was on the ground like, what just happened? It, it, there, was, there was some weird moments. I Honestly, not the greatest match, folks. Not the greatest match. Sheeta did retain. The best part of this match was Tony Storm coming out, doing her thing, and Sheeta literally saying, what is she doing? <laughs> Into the camera. Did you catch that? Mute, mute, mute. You're on mute. Not anymore. And then I hit unmute and then remute it again. Okay, I, I noticed. I noticed. What I liked was their ability to go from black and white to color so quickly. Like every, every alternating shot, like they'd go from cheetah to be in color, they'd go to Tony Storm be black and white. That Brilliant. was cool. The second best part, other than Tony Storm, was I don't know if you saw it, but they were in the front row. And there was a sign, these kids with their grandfather was what it seemed like. The grandfather took them to a wrestling show. And one of the kids had a sign that said, Sheeta, my pawpaw is single. Mm. They were trying to They're- get pawpaw laid a couple times in that night. And there was a really good sign, though, that said, what was it? Uh, Sheeta best around. Sheeta mm-hmm. best around. I thought it was pretty cool. And I also thought it was a tribute to a karate kid. Sheeta best Nothing's gonna That's what I thought it was, honestly. I didn't think about the pun element of it until you said it out loud. I was like, yeah, I just thought it was just like a karate kid thing. Oh. I'm but sorry. yeah, cheers to that grandkid for like trying to get his granddad. Good for him. Absolutely. That's, a, that's, a, that's very clutch. And the, the, the girl that was sitting there had a sign that said, MJF is my dad. Mm-hmm. Which MJF wouldn't acknowledge her, I noticed. He wouldn't even yeah. look at the sign. He's like, no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not admitting to anything. Uh, he's like, you see, you think I'm going to fuck you after that sign? No. Okay. <laughs> you think I'm your dad? So we had Renee. Thank God one more time on this show. Backstage with MJF. Samoa Joe comes walking up, interrupts and says, he'll help MJF. But then... He has to get his shot at the title. And MJF agreed. He agreed to this one. That was a pretty good segment because it was just like MJF has so much shit going on that he just like temporarily forgot that Joe was also feuding with him. Mm. Because Joe was like, I'll watch your bag. He's like, oh, thank God. Like, oh, oh, shit, you hate me too. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah, fine. Title match, whatever. I'm giving these things away at this point. But he's got one guy off his back for now. Mm Mm-hmm. For now. And oh my God, how many, I mean, you can't see it, but I have never seen people question why a guy has a pimple on his fucking arm. Oh my God, people. Y'all need a life. 
Y'all need a lot. He had he had a big pimple on his left arm, and I have never seen so many pictures with red circles from a fucking iPhone in my life. No, what is Joe? Is his name? Well, Joe has a shirt on. Lucky him. But yeah, but you said his arm, so he could have had like a. No, it was it was MJF. I thought I said MJF on his left arm. MJF left shoulder. Excuse me. <clears throat> Jesus, fucking literal Larry over here. I was just curious. I hadn't seen any of this, like, people oh. saying on Twitter about the pimple photo, so I was trying to figure out what it is that's going on. I'm sorry. I didn't know you were a uh, curious fucking Christopher over here. That's it. Uh, you have no idea how many people I fucking blocked on Twitter just for <laughs> I, I saw, like, some dumb opinion they had on wrestling, and I was just like, I can't with you. Just fucking gone. So, like, the kind of people that are just up in arms about MJF's pimple are probably, like, deep, deep, deep in my block list on Twitter. Yeah, I, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. But um, anyway, the, 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 I, I, anyway, I just, there's certain, those are the same people who are probably saying that Cameron Grimes doesn't have enough body hair. I miss him. He, he well, watch. You can watch. Okay. I mean, yeah, I suppose, like, every time I try to, like, want to watch their company, they always do shit that, like, makes me want to not watch their company. Because it was, like, we were talking about last week about uh, Vince getting ousted from creative. Yeah. And I was like, oh, cool, this would be an opportunity to, and then it's like, nope, we're bringing back on-air authority figures, and one of them is fucking Nick Aldis. And I was like, uh, see, it's always two steps back with these motherfuckers. See, I... This is where I've said before, I like Nick Aldis. I think Impact made a mistake with Nick Aldis. I think TNA, it was TNA at the time. I think they should have taken him, built the whole company around that guy. They should have made that guy. And listen, I'm not comparing him to John Cena, but I'm saying they should have taken that formula and put it on Nick Aldis. That guy is a class act. That guy is a he's a good looking guy. I don't care. You can say what the fuck you want about me, but he is a good looking guy. He has he, he dresses nice. He has charisma. I think that guy there could have been the John Cena of TNA if they would have put some fucking oomph behind him, which they tried to do a couple of times but they never really did it to the level that I would have done it at. The I idea can, of just literally making him their version of John, it's like just calling him like Ron Cena. No, you know what I mean. <laughs> no, no, I mean, I know what you mean. I know, that's why like, I said being use in, the like f- building the company around him, but I Correct. do like the idea of just like a shitty indie version of John Cena or it's just like this like balding guy that's like, I'm HGH, but you can't tell anyway. Yeah, he's, he's got, got like a fucking, yeah. bro- he's got like the, the Triple H off cycle when he was wearing those like fucking biker shorts and he had like the gut hanging out. Yeah, and I don't know if I can see Nick all just coming out there going, yo, 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 yo. No, I can't see that. You know, shit on John Cena. British accent. You know, you can shit on John Cena all you want, but I'll tell you what. Last weekend, I, I, I decided to do something crazy. I decided to watch all 10 Fast movies. Okay. So you fasted through the weekend. Right. The 10th one, Cena's actually pretty fucking funny. He's taking care of the kid, of a kid, and it's he, he's kind of a funny... He's kind of the Cena we're used to seeing, but in a funny way. But um, 
he they're definitely making another Fast and Furious, by the way. If you saw the way 10 ended, yeah, there's one more coming out. But anyway, let's go ahead and... Uh, I, wonder, I want to get in the logistics of this. Do you watch three Fast and Furious movies a day, and then there was one where you watched four? No, so you I said started, you watched all 10 through the weekend. That would be three a day, and then one extra. I started Friday night. Oh, okay. I was busy Saturday. But I got home in time to watch three movies Saturday. So I watched two Friday night. I watched three more on Saturday. And I, I wa- agreed with your point, And then I'm just immediately going to retract that and hit you with the how dare you. Because you hit me with, I was busy Saturday. Like, you just got done saying you watched all 10 Fast and the Furious movies over the weekend. Do not be indignant with me. How I did. You. I got busy Saturday. Friday, Sunday, I You got busy Saturday. Sunday, I did nothing and watched all and watched five of them, yes. <laughs> As it says in the Bible. Sunday, I got up early. I got up at like 9.30. <laughs> I got dressed. Nobody was awake. I, I watched two before everybody fucking woke up in the house. And then I stayed up and watched the last one. <laughs> What's the problem? Nothing. You can do whatever you want with your free time. I'm not judging you for watching the movie. Just the phrase, I got up early. <laughs> not to watch movies. I got up because I was fucking, we drank the night before and I couldn't fucking sleep And when I woke up. So I fucking got up and said, fuck it. I'm going to watch the movie. I put on my headphones, these headphones, and I watched the fucking movie. Okay, that makes a lot more sense. You explained it through my parameters of like my way of understanding. Like, no, I was drunk. Like, oh, okay. No, no further questions. So I got, you know, you, you know the drunk where you get up early, you can't sleep because you're kind of sweaty and you, you you just can't go back to sleep because you can't get comfortable? Mm-hmm. Usually that's followed by more drinking and more regrettable life decisions. Well, I had shit to do Saturday, so I couldn't do that. So, But I did Oh, can watch. I hit you with a fun one? Mm-hmm. Of regrettable decisions. <laughs> okay, so I was at a party. This is a long time ago, but I was at a party. And there was this girl I was dating, and she had, like, two of her friends were there. And it was, like, at the place that she was staying in. And everybody got drunk, and everybody passed out. And I was, like, the fir- I was the first person up, and I didn't have to be the work that day. So I went outside, and I was, like, it was, like, about 5.30. Like, the sun was right about to come up. So I was, like, fuck, I got a bunch of liquor. There's a bunch of liquor here. I'm just watch the sunrise and drink some more. Yeah. Well, her friend comes out. Mm-hmm. And again, this is a very different time. Keep this in mind for the end of the story. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Her friend comes out and asks to use my phone because her phone died because she she got really, really drunk. So she needed to call somebody to come get her. Um, we started talking about phones and technology and stuff. And she said that her parents were like the worst with technology. Now, this was at a time when I didn't realize that like positive stereotypes are still stereotypes and things that needed to be avoided. So I said the phrase and I quote, that's kind of surprising because you're Asian and Asian parents are usually technologically savvy. She looks at me and says, I was adopted. So I just reminded her of her being adopted and said something racist. This was a bad outing for me. I was like, oh, shit, I am so sorry. She looked at me, she's like, no, it's cool. And I never heard anything back about it. So she actually like didn't tell anybody and I didn't get in trouble. So it was great, but... Boy, did I put my foot in my mouth, but I was, again, 
still drunk from the night before and drinking presently when this happened. Yeah, that's just a bad day, dude. Chalk it up. It's all right. Mm-hmm. That wasn't you were trying to be nice. So I, I, I would I mean, you were trying to be, again, positive, like you said, but it's OK. It's OK, Smart. You know what, Smart? I still think you're a good person. How's that? It's good times. It was fun though, because it was, it, was, it was still a good night. But it was just like, oh dear God, like boy, did I put my foot in my mouth on this one? Yeah, trust me, I probably said worse just on this show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess we can go on to the main event. Let's do it. Orange Cassidy and Okada. Did you know this match was happening, by the way? Something announced on Collision? Because they just fucking, like, they pulled Okada out of nowhere. Yeah. It seems like this would be something you would hype up more. I think it was announced on Collision. Um, I don't remember them announcing it Wednesday. We didn't talk about it Wednesday that I remember. Mm -hmm. Or Thursday. Good God. My brain is fried right now. It is. Um, So, I guess they did. There was really no hype to this match. I agree. I think you're going to, if you have Okada in a match, you fucking hype it up. And I 150,000% agree with you. Mm-hmm. So why didn't they hype this match up more? It's like the most hype I saw for this match was Wednesday afternoon at like fucking 3.30. Yeah, and that's, that's another thing actually too. Was like I saw the announcement that like Tony Khan had a big gift for Sting. I saw nothing about Okada until I started watching the show, and it's like, hey guys, Okada's here. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like he's like one of the biggest stars in like all of fucking New Japan. Yeah, that's a it's big like, gift for us. Yeah. Yeah. How about we have a big gift for you fans? Okada and fucking Daniel Brian Danielson are going to be in the fucking ring together. Mm-hmm. And, man, when they hit the fucking ring together, I'll tell you right now, that fucking crowd lost their fucking mind. Right. They lost their mind, and it was Claudio and Brian Danielson they were in the ring with. Um, This match was everything you'd expect it was. They they were fucking hard hitting. It was... was, But when, when, when Brian and Okada were in the ring together, fucking crowd lost their mind mm-hmm. and it i like that the the you know excalibur did his job told the history of the broken arm and this and that and because brian grabbed his arm of course because brian's a storytelling motherfucker and uh it it, it all made sense it, it mm-hmm. all fucking made sense it was great claudio did pin orange cassidy and we will get a one-on-one match for the AEW International title next week, and that's going to be uh, Claudio and um, Orange Cassidy. Jesus Christ. Yep. And I mean, we even got a five-minute overrun. They're getting, it seems like they're getting really comfortable with this overrun on AEW. Right. Well, that, you know, that was a thing, too, as I was thinking about it, because I was seeing people complain, or not really complaining, but like just pointing out that AEW's ratings being down or whatever, not so great. It's like, you would think that they would be better ratings with the people that they had on their show. This is a disappointment. For but it's like, we just got done talking about it. They had Okada on. They hardly fucking mentioned it. And Ric Flair was a surprise. So, like, it'd be interesting to see a little bit, like, next week if the numbers go up based on the shit that happened this week. Yeah, you know, I, I think their advertising needs a little 
a little work, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, they do well, but not, I don't think, as good as they should. They they do need to be. And I think their social media advertising is what they need to work on. Most definitely. That's what I think. I think it's the social media advertising they really need to work on. So, Yeah, maybe um, Tony Khan can get some bots going. Oh, that's right. We have bots. I guess we're mm-hmm. having another shot. Yeah. Cheers to the water. We're drinking it. We're just some vodka. It's mm-hmm. vodka. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Rum. Rum. Ooh, okay. Rum. It's rum we're drinking here. Ah. Going right down here. Oh, it's stuck right here. Ooh. It's stuck right there. Wait, it moved. Right about there now. Okay. I'm good. I do love some rum. That's a nice clear rum. <laughs> she buys the white rum. I prefer the dark rum, but I don't tell her because I love her. See, I'm actually, I actually kind of prefer the white rum. I prefer the dark rum, but I love my wife, and I don't tell her that. Can't go wrong either way. Though. <laughs> ah, yeah, you're right. You can't really go wrong either way. But um, I actually prefer the dark rum. Myers, if you can ever I get... I like some Sailor Jerry. Not bad. But if you can ever get down to the fucking... Get some Myers, get to the Bahamas or something. Ooh, that's some good stuff there, man. Myers dark, good, good fucking rum. When I used to go to the Bahamas, I would always bring a bottle or two back with me on the uh, on the cruise ship. But um, man, that's about all I've got, folks. Sorry about the little uh, internet outage there. I can't help it, and we've got some. Pretty fucked up storms going on here. We actually have, it started raining here Monday. We've got rain until, it's it, until next Tuesday. It's supposed to rain mm-hmm. Tuesday morning and then clear up for Halloween night. So lucky us. No, that'd be good. But um, Smart, I got nothing else. What about you, my man? No, I think that is going to do it. That will do it then, folks. It was a little bit of a slow week in uh, in news, but I think we uh, I think we got a few good uh, news stories to you. How many other shows are going to talk to you about Hulk Hogan and Marty Jannetty and a gumball machine full of drugs? Seriously, you think any other show is going to fucking tell you that story? I bet fucking not. If any other show brings up that story, I want you to put it in the fucking comment section. That's what I want you to do. How's that sound, folks? That's Do right, it. Dirk. Send us a time-stamped video of Solid Monster talking about Hulk Hogan's drug gumball machine, please. There you go. Nope. That is a story for this fucking show only. <laughs> fucking Conrad. Fucking. Now, now, the PCP gumball machine, was that his rumors in any window? Or? The PCP gumball. <laughs> wow, smart. <laughs> we don't need to see these wrestlers seeing fucking aliens in the ring and shit, dude. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I thought we were good with the fucking somas and a few Flintstone vitamins, but you just went way off fucking mark there, my man. That'd be pretty awesome. <laughs> Would it? Would it though? Well, I mean, it depends. You do enough drugs, and you know, you end up. In- Potentially ruining things for yourself. But, I you know. just got this odd feeling. We have a few more dead wrestlers. I don't know why. Um, just 
just a weird feeling. They'd be jumping off a fucking building thinking they could fly. Anyhow, uh, folks, once again, uh, sorry about the little internet issues tonight. Like I said, nothing I can do about it, but um, I do apologize for it. Smark, I appreciate you coming on by and joining me as usual. Everyone that was in the chat in the last stream, I much appreciate it. Um, and uh, I guess that's about it, folks. All right. So on that note, you know what we say here. See ya. Adios.